Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am the host of a pen and napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Today is Foundation Friday number 13, and we are going to talk about winning special teams. It's early January, your base offenses, your base defenses, your basic out-of-bounds plays, your basic sets have all been implemented by this point. Now you really got to start thinking about winning special teams situations. And I later in my coaching career, as I moved forward, I started using the phrase special teams instead of into games or into quarters or, you know, that type of thing, uh, because we wanted to put it into a football sense in the, in the sense that, you know, in football, they refer to it as one third off. The game is one third offense. The game is one third defense. The game is one third special teams and special teams, especially if you're a, 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 a an okay team, that can make you a good team. It can make a good team a great team. It can make a great team a superior team. Um, and so here are some things uh, about special teams and the stuff that you should be thinking about and working on on a consistent basis as you move through uh, January and start gearing yourself up here for the second half of the season. First of all, you got to have a tornado effect. you got to have everybody in. Um, everybody has to understand the importance of running baseline out-of-bounds plays properly at all times or defending them all right so you have to really stress to your team the importance of stealing two four six points here and there whether it's preventing it from happening or getting scores off of these situations all right so a list of situations that you need to work on both on the floor and off the floor to make your teams more efficient uh first of all jump ball in pretty much every level except for professional ball, uh, we only have one jump ball a game. But it's important. You can set the tone on the jump ball. You should have one or two sets that you run uh, offensively against uh, or on a jump ball where you think you're going to win the tip. And what are you going to do really quickly after that? And you should have a defensive tip and, and how you're going to set up. I would highly recommend that you have an offensive tip where you have something going to the rim within the first five seconds of the game. You make it, you get a tip, you hit somebody, you hit a cutter, and you go. It sets a tone. It sets a tone for attacking the rim. You put the situation, uh, you put the officials in a situation where you force them to make a call early in the game. I think that's really, really a high level thing that you need to do. Free throw box outs. How many times have we seen a game uh, where a team misses a free throw box out? It is important to take a few minutes every week or two to work on free throw box outs. What is your plan on free throw box outs, all right? What are your plans where you're either up or down one point, two point, three points, four points, maybe more than that with various times, you know, and that's the most common thing that we that we plan for. All right, girl, uh, guys or gals, uh, white team is up three. There's a minute and a half left. Uh, blue team has the ball on the side. All right, but you could go into so many details with that. Uh, you know, which team is in the bonus? How many timeouts do you have left? I highly recommend this. Take your best player out of the equation and force other players to have to make a play. Hey, you know what? Mary or Pete, you fouled out. You're done. We're down three with a minute and a half left. We got to figure out how to win it without you being on the floor. Those are important situations that you need to go over with your team because you can't guarantee that Mary or Pete is going to be in the game for you in those uh, every situation, all right? Uh, if you're down late, um, let's say you're down uh, six with a minute left, 
um, try to get quick twos over long threes. Um, it's, it's easier, especially if you have timeouts left. You get a quick two, you call a timeout, you get your press set up, um, and you get ready to go. Um, so don't be afraid to go for the quick two instead of feeling like you have to shoot the three when you're down. Now, obviously, if you're down three with 10 seconds left to go, you know, three-point shot's going up. you got to do that. Uh, but you have some wiggle room. You can force more possessions, especially if you're a good pressing team or if you have timeouts left. I was always a firm believer, and, and you know, it's, it's a catch-22. But I always wanted to hoard timeouts at the end of the game. I was okay with spending maybe one timeout in the first three quarters. Uh, but... Beyond that, I didn't want to spend any more than one timeout in the first three quarters, uh, you know, leaving us with hopefully four timeouts going into the fourth quarter. That was my own personal philosophy, right? If you're up late, do you want to switch screens? Do you want to go smaller? Let's say you're up, you're up five with 20, 22 seconds left. You feel like the other guy is going to go for the three. Do you go a little bit smaller and do you switch screens to prevent the three-point shot? That's something that you need to work on with your team, all right? If you're up three with 10, 12 seconds left. Do you foul and prevent the three-point shot from going up? Uh, the more I think about it, uh, the more the deeper I got into my career, I was a foul on the three, uh, fouling up three uh, because somebody's got to make a free throw, then they got to miss a free throw on purpose, and then they've got to kick it out to somebody, or they've got to get the offensive rebound, and then they've got to kick it out to somebody, and they've got to score in a scramble situation probably with less than, you know, 8 to 10 seconds left to go in a game. Uh, that's a pretty tough play to make and to have all of those things go right, whereas somebody can just dribble, dri dribble down, throw one up at the rim, and it might go in. That seems a little bit more likely to happen than make one, miss one, get the offensive rebound, find somebody, get a score out of that, all right? So, uh, but again, it's up to you and your own personal philosophy, all right? You need to work on your delay game, especially if you're a high school coach. Uh, there's no shot clock, or I shouldn't say that. In some states, there is no shot clock. Um, so work on your delay game. You still need to work on your delay game if there is a shot clock. You're up two. There's 45 seconds left. You've got the ball. You want to run clock. Let's say it's a 30-second shot clock. You want to run 15 seconds off, you know, uh, 20 seconds off. And then here's the different situation without with the shot clock as opposed to without. We want to run 20 seconds off, and then we want to run a set, and we want to get a good look with two or three seconds left on the shot clock. That's what you're thinking about doing there. So you have to work on that delay game. Along with that, you got to work on being down late and trying to foul, uh, fouling without making it intentional fouls, um, trying to get turnovers instead of having to foul or feeling like you're forced to foul. All right. Um, some things in these situations that you need to organize and work on in practice. Oh, one other thing on the floor. Uh, you need to designate an inbounder. When you're up, when you're down, if you've got a long court pass, uh, you know, you've got to throw the baseball uh, pass. Who's going to be your inbounder? Uh, don't make that up on the fly here. Uh, take a couple of minutes after practice one day and just say, hey, you know, if you think uh, if you've got a softball or baseball player on your team, hey, I'm going to stand in this spot, throw it to me, and see if they can hit you pretty accurately from 60, 70 feet away. Um, you know, I did that, uh, and I knew uh, if we needed to go into a long throw situation, and we didn't have to do it too many times, but when we were in a long long throw situation, um, we had we knew who was going to inbound the ball. Who's going to inbound the ball when you're being pressured? 
You just got to get the ball inbounds. And you have to have the combination of who's a good inbounder and who's going to make good decisions, who's going to be the good passer, and who's going to think the game and know where the ball needs to go, all right? So all those things should be figured out, right? Uh, three things off the floor, all right? Uh, organize your timeouts and be efficient with your timeouts. How are you? You need to practice how you're going to arrange your timeouts. Who's going to sit where? How are we going to conduct ourselves? What are timeouts? What are we going to talk about in these timeouts? Okay, uh, whether they're full or 30s. All right, practice a running timeout, as Don Meyer used to call them. All right, uh, somebody's fouled out. Come over here, real quick. We got 20 seconds. I got 30 seconds to make a sub. Here's 20 seconds. Here's what we're going to talk about here, real quick. All right, now, uh, Mary, go check in, or Pete, go check in. All right, your halftime. How are you going to organize your halftime? Okay, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, to be efficient with that 10 minutes to get the most out of it for your team, okay? Um, into games, into quarters. Um, try to have one play that you can run, that you try to run exclusively at the end of quarters or at the end of halves, or, um, or if you're out of timeouts, you can run it at the end of a game situation uh, against either a zone or a man. Try to have a play that we said, you know, you tell your team, all right, here's our quarter play. And we're only going to run this at the end of the quarter, but we're going to run this every time at the end of a quarter. All right. A multi-option play that you can run against zone or against man. All right. Late in games. Okay. And I got this from coach Finley at Iowa state. You need to have uh, a late game play. Let's say you're tied or you're down one. Okay. Uh, you need to have uh, a full court play that you can run in 12 seconds. So what are you going to run if it's 12 seconds left in the game and you're down one? Okay, you need to have a six-second play and you need to have a three-second play. All right. Um, you also need to work on uh, having somebody. Uh, let's say you decide, okay, there's six seconds left and we want to. If we've got a timeout left, I want to advance the ball with a baseball pass instead of the dribble. So. Uh, work on making that baseball pass from the inline to around half court and having something set up there if you have a timeout left, just so you're not making it up at that time. All right. So how do you get all this implemented? All right. What's a plan to get this all implemented here? All right. So if you have four practices a week, and I'm just going to say you're going to play on Friday night. So you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right. On Monday, practice being up either one, two, or three points in an end of game situation, right? We're up to 26 seconds left. Uh, Black, you've got the ball on the on the end line here. Each team has one timeout. And you come up with, with two or three different scenarios that you can run through, that you can walk through, that you can talk to your team about in about a 10-minute situation. There. Tuesdays, uh, go with two-minute battles. Um, you know, a two-minute scrimmage. And, you, you know, all right, uh, two-minute scrimmage. Uh, Black, you're in the bonus. White, you're one foul away from being in the bonus. Uh, it's white ball at half court. Uh, each team has a timeout left here, and we're going to go through a two-minute scrimmage here, okay? Stuff like that. Wednesday, go through your end-of-quarter scenarios. Go against, uh, you know, this is, you know, here's our man play. Let's run this. Uh, or here's our end-of-quarter play. Um, we're going to, you know, run it. We're going to run it against 2-3. We're going to run it against man. Uh, we're going to run it against, you know, maybe like a box and one. Junk it up if you got a kid that you think uh, people may run a box and one against you, all right? And then Thursday, uh, go through all your specials review. You know, your your 12-second play, your 6-second play, your 3-second play. Do it 5-on-0, do it 5-on-5, five five, you know, just so you're ready for it when you get into that situation, right? 
Another thing you can do with your team is, uh, and this is kind of the final thought here when it comes to winning special teams, show clips of NBA games or WNBA games or NCAA games of crazy scenarios. Show them the Leitner shot against Kentucky in 1992. Uh, you know, plays like that. Um, Jordan, uh, the Bulls, game 6, 98. Uh, Bulls are down 3, 45 seconds, side out. What did they do? They got the quick 2 with Jordan. Jordan gets a steal. Jordan comes down, hits Byron Russell. Now, again, that's a heck of a lot easier when you have Michael Jordan on your team, but you get my drift. You know what I'm talking about there. Show them this is how we run through. Give them examples of how to win these special team situations in the most high-pressure ideas, and it gives some of those kids a visual. Okay, now I get it. Now I understand what you're talking about, Coach. All right? So win special teams. Uh, as the season moves on, you're shortening practices, but the details of practices become more and more important as you move through. Okay? Uh, hope everybody enjoyed this uh, Foundation Friday pod. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. If you got any questions or comments, email us, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Obviously, if you're listening, you're on either iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, like it, subscribe, rate it, review. Everything from email to Twitter to the podcast themselves. Forward them on to your coaching friends. It's all about helping other coaches out. So, Foundation Friday, number 13 in the books. And as always, coaches, be sure to hone your craft one day at a time.